talk about this whole defunding the police bullshit yo stop getting fooled stop getting tricked by the rhetoric and the word choices and the fucking minutia yo the whole story today the seattle police chief she's resigning because of the vote to defund the police and all these people are coming to her defense because they trimmed 100 cops and $3 million from the police force to fundamentally change policing in the city. All right. Now, here's my question. Um, From all of the major political statements made by police and police organizations in the last three months, um, how many of them have not been temper tantrums? It's a, I mean, how many of the statements from fraternal orders of police or police unions or back to blue organizations here, from here to, to from sea to shining sea, how many of those have been, thank you for your concerns, we will address them like three <laughs> how many of them have been this is an unbelievable assault on law enforcement i mean my 29 years of law enforcement i've never been told that i can't do my job i'm not putting my officers in harm's way if they can't kill with impunity if they can't destroy all your property without having to answer any questions about why if they can turn off their cameras and nobody gets in trouble when they're supposed to have them on, then we can't go about our jobs. So now what is all this shit saying from here? Now they're saying all not not just the the uh police that I'm seeing, all these comments I'm seeing from the people who supposedly support the police until the police tell them they gotta put a mask on. All these people who support the police are saying, oh, now look, all this violent crime is going to go up in all these cities. Oh, look, all these cities now and all these places where there's no cops, there's going to be all this terrible surge in crime. Let me ask you this, person who believes that. Do you feel like there's an abundant police presence in those places where there is not crime right now? Do you think that the places that don't have an abundance of crime tend to have an abundance of people who have resources. If we look down a list of the safest cities, do that does that also align with the cities that have the highest uh, per capita GDP? When you look at the reasons why there's a difference in crime in certain pockets of a city, is that exclusively because there is or is not a high police presence? In the areas of cities that have the highest crime rates, don't most of those also have the highest police presences? Didn't Camden, New Jersey, disband their police department and their crime rate completely plummeted because resources were 
switched around. Now, I'm not Mr. Find a Solution exclusively from the government. I am Mr. You cannot arrest your way out of everything that's wrong with America. The people who say that there's going to be this tremendous surge in crime because of a lack of police resources compared to prior years are the same people that constantly argue that school systems don't need money, that underserved communities don't need money, that they've already had enough money thrown at them and that it's been mismanaged over the years, and therefore I don't want to hear it at this point about why you need more. So how come that doesn't apply to the police? How come the conservative platform, as far as being a fiscally conservative person, never includes the law enforcement the military, uh, the the um, criminal justice budgets, two trillion a year extra for military. Ah. But all of that is because we all know that America is some bullshit, and we all know that the country is based on some bullshit and lies and jack moves. So we have to have the biggest military so that we can always say who the fuck is going to come collect from us. I thoroughly don't believe that anybody would ever step foot on America as far as a foreign power. But we already see what they're doing. They're going to hit us with viruses. They're going to hit us with uh, instigation on uh, social media, all the little subtle shit that they're doing, the spying with the TikTok, with this podcast, with everything, with the smartphones, all the data that they've collected on us. Come on. They could ruin every single one of us. With, with two mouse clicks per person. <laughs> they just got to drag and drop two pictures out your phone and you're done. They got to drag and drop two two uh, snippets that the phone recorded from you and you're done. Or they got to start, as the bull would say, they got to start munching bats and then spread it <laughs> around. Here we are. So the defunding police bullshit... And all the people who are crying about defunding the police. Why have the people who are the so-called anti-police activists gone so hard to make the word choice disband or defund when talking about the police department? Like these stupid idiot people who hear those words aren't going to immediately say, they're saying to abolish the police altogether. Now, when you actually sit down and read these plans that they dropped in Minnesota and Portland and blanking on the town, Louisville, in those cities where they have put forth all of this legislation to try to defund the police departments, now Seattle, they're not actually saying what happens when they cut these jobs. The headlines and the leads don't say to you they are cutting 100 police jobs in order to create 150 non-police jobs. (laughs) They don't say that they're cutting 3 million from the budget and putting 1 million of that towards drug treatment, 1 million of that towards job training, 1 million of that towards anti-discrimination. They don't tell you that in news headline. They just say, Seattle Police Department cut 100 jobs, $3 million cut from budget, end story. Uh, commissioner after after storied career resigns in protest. 
Here's the thing. Old brass retiring from police departments, fine. I think that that literally is the mission. But the question is, is who you're replacing them with? If we're saying that the people who is in charge of the system and who is in charge of making all these rules, if they're the ones who need to go, okay. But the only people who have ascended high enough in the ranks are the people who fall in line with the bullshit. So I'm not confident that they're going to uh, resign their way into a new generation of people. You know, the police department is not Congress. You know, you can't just wait for Lindsey Graham to get old and and have a fatal uh, accident from all the dick he sucks, and all of a sudden he just can't be in Congress anymore. We don't, we're not worried about that being a, a, an issue for cops because we don't have any control over that. So when I sit there and think about, all right, are we really talking about changing the role of police in America or do we want some flashy headlines that's going to really usher in a whole new existence where all of a sudden we stopped hearing about these uh, military uh, minivan police units rolling up on people and, and kidnapping them. We, I haven't heard about that in the last week or two of you. Um, where they've paved the way for all these little instances where it's ready to be uh, Kent State uh, every other week in this country, and the white people in the so-called beautiful suburbs, as the president said, uh, where he'll do his best to keep the low-income people out of, <laughs> they can sit there on their lawns with their uh, rifles and their shotguns and whatever. And they can put their little back to blue bumper sticker on and their their little thin blue line flag out front of their house and the Betsy Ross and all of that shit. And they can they can show all the symbols that's you know, what I I guess their equivalent of a candle in the window of an of an underground railroad house. <laughs> I guess the police can can ride past there and Get a slice of fucking peach cobbler or something. Do you get a slice of peach cobbler or do you kind of just get like a scoop? Um, the the issue that I end up having is that we don't really take the time to examine the reason why in these supposedly, you know, like these worst cities in the country, you know, the Baltimore's, the Chicago's, the... New Orleans, the uh, uh, whatever's, the Flint's of the world, the Detroit's, where you got hundreds of murders a year, and they're only convicting dozens of people a year for these murders. Now, let me ask you a question. They have, let's just talk about Baltimore, for example. They have a spy plane in Baltimore now. They got three kills without dying. And now they have a UAV up, ready for deployment. <laughs> and the thing flies around at like 7,000 feet all day for like 14 hours a day. And it just records everything that it can see from this camera that can see like 360 degrees for dozens of miles in any direction. So what they're saying is, is that they have constant footage from these cameras. They have 
the actual city watch cameras on every so-called trouble block. They got a unit sitting on every other corner. They got spot uh, shot spotter. They got all this technology in place to know exactly when the shooting happens and where it happens and have all the footage possible to see where, what cars were in the area, who ran, who, they can see all of that. But Baltimore police last year only cleared 31% of homicide cases. Now, Landsman told me that their goal was to put red to black. And on 350 murders, they don't, they don't barely did that a hundred times. They barely went red to black a hundred. You know the craziest part that I learned recently about homicide clearance rates? A, a clearance just means that somebody got charged. All the episodes of First 48 I used to watch, I never even realized that a clearance means that somebody got charged, not that somebody got convicted. <laughs> and how many cases get thrown out because of these unscrupulous police doing this shoddy work and trying to identify who killed whom. Now, here's the funniest part about it for me. When we talk about all these people talking about the crime rate increasing and whatnot, right? We've I hope we've all seen the videos at this point of these white supremacist groups with their... Uh, with their makeup and the mask that they can use that's like a whole torso mask that makes you look like a black man, supposedly. And as far as I can tell it, um, there's a lot of crooked-ass cops out here. And we see time after time police murdering people on camera, on duty, and we they don't even lose a paycheck, let alone any of their freedom. At least not permanently. They might be suspended, but they'll get it all back. And then someone, their case gets dropped as they get ushered through the game. I'm saying all this because my question to you is what is stopping disgruntled police, disgruntled, laid off police, repurposed police, what is stopping them from putting together hit squads? Why don't why aren't those already here? How if you if we're saying that the, these police can only solve thirty percent of murders when it's almost four hundred murders, and they have surveillance cameras everywhere, and criminals now say, or former criminals I should say, when they got all these former bank robbers and mobster guys and hitmen and stuff when they do all their Vlad TV interviews and all that and they're saying, Psh, I don't see how you could commit crime today with all the cameras everywhere, everything going on. So what that tells me is that the police arrest who they want to arrest. The police arrest who they want to arrest. The courts charge who they want to charge. The prosecution builds cases that can convict who they want to convict.
HBO had a documentary in 1996 about the failure on the war on drugs at that point. If I'm not mistaken, that's the one where the guy talked about making new inmates eat a peanut butter and jelly and asshole sandwich to break him into the joint. This was like a scared straight, the movie for all America, I guess. I'll find out what it's called. Then this, at the end of this movie, the warden of the prison was like, oh man, um, you know, I think that this is horrible. I think that this is absolutely affecting black kids and, and Latino kids more than anybody. And um, I don't think that this is right. I don't think that we should be sending people who are sick and sending people who have uh, substance abuse issues and sending people who just don't have a good lot in life. We shouldn't just send them to prison arbitrarily. But I got 47 guards who work here. This whole town's economy is based on this prison. If we don't have this, then we don't have anything. So I'm not the first person to to say that the prison industrial complex is the reason why the war on drugs continues. I'm not anywhere close to the first person to say that. But when we really talk about what does this mean and how does this all connect, we need to not forget the fact that when you have all these cops who already have a license to kill, who already have a license to beat the shit out you, who already have a license to take your shit and, and and destroy your property and and all of a sudden your assets have been forfeited and you can't get them back. Except for the the white heroin dealer out in, in Indiana who got his Land Rover back a couple years ago. Shouts out to him. But everybody else and all the rest of the civilians who are sitting here, you know, completely naked from the police, if the police themselves are not going to be the bigger people and, and the police organizations themselves are going to take the childish stances and throw temper tantrums on press conferences and, and push back against the idea that people aren't cool with y'all just being able to constantly just murder the wrong person. If that's if that's where we become too audacious as citizens that they're going to just say fuck y'all and we quit if they go up and push the dude in Buffalo down to his, and make him crack his head to where he's bleeding out the ears and there's outcry from the nation for 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 about two days <laughs> after y'all didn't even remember about that dude did you it was outcry from the nation for two days and now all of a sudden nobody remembers this guy all these cops who staged this walkout who even knows if they actually quit? Nobody fucking cares. So if nobody cares about all of this stuff, why is anybody going to care about random kid in random hood getting gunned down randomly every night, every afternoon, every other day? What is stopping police from blackmailing kids who are in the game to being shooters? How does that not already happen right now? How many more movies do we need to see? Didn't you see I'm about it, about it by Dagon Master P.O.? All the Dagon hitmen were hired by Cooker Cop Show. That's from 1997. <laughs> That's from 97. That's before the, the it was even mainstream. So, listen, whenever you see somebody talk about defunding the police in a negative way, ask them what it means. 
What is, what is, well, how are they defunding the police? Just say, like, what is, what is being defunded? And what is the money coming and going to? And what you're probably going to see after that is pathetic, just another liberal. Just go, good luck in your liberal city. I hope you get raped. I hope, you're, I hope, you're, I hope your wife gets, uh, gets AIDS, cancer raped into her by uh, a junkie who's on steroids on crack. I'm trying to put all the cliche shit into one massive cliche bowl. <laughs> when everything was on crack and on steroids. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know, y'all. There's a, um, there's a storm of brewing as far as I see it. And, you know, I would be real nervous if I was in a house where I couldn't defend myself because I'm telling you, yo, like there's, I, I'm very, very, very scared of rogue police specifically now feeling like they have a green light. I'm very scared of the white supremacists who are in police departments everywhere um, seeing their power being infringed upon, which is the whole idea of them protecting white supremacy. And if the police is an arm of white supremacy, then they're going to do what they got to do to protect this shit by any means. Remember the Alamo. (laughs) So I don't, I don't, I don't think that most white people hear this and take me seriously. But I think most black people hear me say this and they're like, shit, bro. To all my white people who don't want to take me seriously about this, I, I would suggest that you take me seriously. Because if you ain't rich enough, they ain't coming to save your bitch ass either. <laughs> so yo, this was just a real quick one, man. Um, I got some, I, yo, we got some shit coming, y'all. But yo, if you see somebody talking about defund the police, and is is bad. Ask them what aspect of it, because they they have no fucking idea what they're talking about. They don't they they haven't looked at any actual paperwork. If you see somebody who's going super hard about defunding the police, challenge them and ask them what aspects of police they want defunded and what they want to do with the money instead. Like, can we all stop just fucking running with a headline? Stop not reading articles and and still retweeting them. Can we just can we just fucking chill for a sec and actually just find out what is actually happening? And stop being so emotional about everything. Since the emotion is not going to actually be met with appropriate action for the overwhelming majority of us. Can we just shut the fuck up and learn? One question. You heard me.